this week's episode of Ruminations from the Red Room. Uh, welcome to our introduction of the new podcast, Brevity Box, to be hosted on the Ruminations Radio Network. So with me on this episode, we have hosts Triple C and Brando, and we are excited to be a part of their launch. Guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Hi, it's me, Charlie, Triple C. And, <laughs> you guys this is, and this is Brandon going pretty well. How about yourself, Mitch? It is Brando. lovely. Brando. Brandon, Brando, what do you prefer? Whatever floats your boat. It's got to be Brando. Sorry. I mean, I, I was introduced to you as Brando. I, I knew you always as Brando. So, Except that one weird night you called me Kai, but, you know, Brando, I'll allow it. Brando. <laughs> Did I call you Kai? Karaoke one night, long, oh. long time ago. Oh, okay. That's just my go-to, like, uh, name for someone that I can't remember their name when I didn't meet them or something. I don't know. That, exactly that what the situation was. Drunk was guy. It? He was just yep. going to go, hey, guy, but it came out. It's hey, Kai. Kai. Because was a hanging like, guy. Well, gentlemen, I am honored to be able to introduce your cast. Um, but let's, before we get to what that is all about, let's talk a little bit about the two of you, how you met, what's going on, and um, what our listeners, your listeners, can look forward to hearing as far as what you've got to present. So, Charlie, Rando, give us a little background. Where'd you guys meet? What What is your, What are you all about? Uh, well, you know, that's uh, we've been friends for almost 20 years now. If you really, that's a really long time, 20 years. Uh, oh my God, you know, I'm getting old. <laughs> you know, we met in, in completely a, a normal work circumstances through work. You know, I, I happen to be a, a manager of a GameStop store and Brando was an applicant looking for a part-time job. And that's truly as simple as it was as far as like how we met um i interviewed him and i think i can i mean i was the guy kind of judging who he was on paper and then how he kind of answered my questions and i'm i don't know man what would you say was the interview was pretty clearly like that dynamic from the interview is pretty much carried on forever right i'm i'm playful and knowledgeable and you're very like, I don't think you knew what to make of it initially and probably still somewhat don't know what to make of it now, but. True, because even though you didn't actually hire me that time. Yeah. <laughs> this was a, a return to get, he, he didn't get the job the first try. No, but I, you know, like two weeks later, went to go buy Grand Theft Auto Vice City. He just looked at me and kind of exasperatedly said, you still want a job? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. That's exactly what happened. Well, that's a pretty inauspicious and interesting beginning. Where to go from there? Kind of why I didn't like him for the first six months of knowing him. Yeah. He, <laughs> well, you know what it is. He he, well, you, he he thought that it was all me, and you didn't just interview with me. You interviewed with other people, which is usually how I uh, set it up. And you know, yeah, but you're the only person. You're the only one of those two people still in my life, so it's easier just to blame you. Okay, it's all my fault, basically. Yes. That's what we're trying to get at, you know. Yes. Um, now, you know, uh, I think throughout the normal. Charlie, why didn't you hire him, man? You let the other people convince you otherwise. I'm going to give you a joke answer and a real answer. The joke, the joke answer is, um, you know, 
Brando just didn't make a remember like a memorable impression the first time. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the the real answer is this. I think uh, Brando has a really strong personality naturally, and I think I'm really comfortable around that. I'm really comfortable around strong personalities. I, I'm I, I don't mind that at all, and I think other people can be just intuitively or naturally a little put off by that from some people and you combine that with the fact that he's not you know a, a petite man you know this is a six foot plus guy who's broad shoulders and um you know you've heard his Five voice foot 11 and a half six foot on tinder six foot eight <laughs> um, you gotta be over six just flat-footed bare feet man it the seems like to the doctor literally five eleven and three quarters he must have been slouching. I'm, so, I'm uh, kidding. It. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding it up, and I'm taking it because of the hair. Okay. <laughs> no, but you know, I I really think that was kind of it, and um, I liked him initially, and I and as, as soon as he started working for me, I liked him. You know, and he didn't like me, basically. Six months you didn't like Charlie. Six months you worked under him, and what what do you think turned to what changed? So I may be exaggerating the time frame a little bit. It was nearly 20 years ago. I don't well, really remember, but it seems longer than it really is, though. So I mean, you're you're forgiven if you thought it was six months. I, I I remember the first time we really bonded is when I actually gave him a ride home from from the store one night when we had the same shift, and the one CD I had in my car was just a a mix of like a you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Bill Withers that I made, and we ended up actually really bonding over our similar taste in music. Yes. So we ended up having that in common, and then we started playing fighting games together, which was just a whole really good and bad can of worms at the same time. I remember several times he would call me on my day off on apparently a slow day and like, hey, Brandon, you want to come down to the mall and play some Tao Fang? <laughs> it's totally true. I'd be bored. I'd be done with everything. I'd wrangle him into coming in because we had the demo, and we would just sit there and go through. And the thing, the thing with Brando, and, and this kind of speaks to our friendship, is uh, the game is just a microcosm of this, right? Uh, he f He's the guy that shows up and just puts me in a corner and, and is hard for me to figure out how to win. And it's yeah. because he's so effective at, at being, uh, like, he'll find a weak spot and hammer it quickly, aggressively. And I'm... I mean that he would in Taofeng, for example, he would. Uh, we spent, I mean, weeks where I couldn't win, not even one fight. I could not win, and I wouldn't quit. I would just have. I even when he would say, "I'm done. I want to leave." I'd be like, "Hang on, hang on. I want to give me a few more." And I would just keep trying to figure things out. And at some point, there was a critical shift, and I started winning, oh, like a pretty regularly and then consistently and then he quit and said yeah i don't want to play anymore it's no fun <laughs> and that's and that but that's him right like an argument and in uh in a lot of ways like i trust his judgment because if there's if there's something that i'm missing he's not only quick to call it out but he's really just like he calls it out with uh authority like if there's a weakness he smells it quickly and exposes it and keeps keeps the pressure on me and that's a good thing right and it ends up where it, it the funny uh between us the thing that makes us work really well as friends is that you know i, I don't I, I don't have that kind of 
pride to be uh upset a lot of times i'll laugh or and then you'd be like, you got me on that. You're right. You're right. You know, and you have a really good nature about those kinds of things. So, I mean, I think that that stands out. And is that what you're saying? That's the dynamic that worked for you guys was because I, I think that's the one we found. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we, we, there's a lot of depth to our friendship and like um, the more time we spent with each other and we ended up several years and we're jumping. And I, I want to go back to the six months that he hated me. And yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but I want to say like the, the story here is that it start it, it really just matter of factly we found a, a common ground through some music and then we just kind of started really conversating a lot getting closer as friends and then you fast forward a few years and he's a a roommate and he lives in the same house as me and my my now wife and we're all very close friends you know i mean um i trust him because he's so quick to disagree I trust him because he wants to call. He so badly wants to point out when I'm stupid or not. Are you just by nature contrarian? I mean, is is that what you're doing? Really? But I find, but I find it happening more often with him. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that to the six months that you hated me. Okay. I mean, talk about the things that I would do as a, as a manager, as a boss that you just hated. Like what, what made you hate me? The fact that he didn't give me a job in the first place. That's it. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> that, that's one of, that's uh, one of the main reasons. Um, and look, let's be honest. I think hate is a very strong word for to be if we're being perfectly honest here. Uh, sure. I know. I know. But but no, it was, it was mainly that, and then we ended up again bonding over music, our mutual like of fighting games, and yes, well, he may have got one over on me on Tao Fang. I I really got him back when Marvel vs. Capcom three came out, but that's oh, you know, another story for another time. And that's, and that's, and that's literally like that's the thing is that um, normally uh, it's very rare that I come across somebody who can bait me into a mistake or, or into being the fool. And Brando's consistently good at it. And um, you know that is just it's a it's a real like brotherly kind of dynamic in that way. And we don't always agree on stuff, so it's all, it's nice to have somebody who's like playful about it, but forceful about defending their opinion. You know, so and when we and when we don't agree is, I guess this is where we can maybe talk a little bit about the name of the show because when we don't agree, oh boy, he gets on his fucking soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I mean, look, I, Charlie, I, I, Char- Charlie, Charlie is a great, fr- Charlie's a great friend of me. I consider the guy a brother, the brother I never had. But I mean, if you have an issue or just something you want to talk out with someone that you trust, in that case, Charlie being probably the number one person that I trust in life, man, you got to carve out some time and like schedule it because for a simple, <laughs> like, yes, sir, for, for a simple thing. You're going to be on that phone call for about 45 minutes. <laughs> that, yeah, that's sort of the, the, the thing is that brevity is really an, it's, it's, it's something it's you sarcasm like. and it's something I'm really terrible at, but it's something I strive for. And I think that, I think that that a lot of people don't have the time to sort of look into those things and, and pick up the pieces of a chaotic world and try to, boil it down to something where brevity is possible right you know the, those of our listeners who are already familiar with the, the episodes that charlie's been on may have already had a glimpse into this i think they got a little peek at <laughs> sure 
you know, so it's really great that now we're also getting it from another perspective and we're going to go into it and, and see where you guys take it. So let's go back to those, the six months. How long did you guys work together before uh, whatever broke apart that working relationship? I mean, was it, did Charlie leave, Brando leave? What happened then? And then kind of take us from there. How the French uh, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and use the, use my, my, my brevity special power here. Yes. Uh, basically, Charlie left, was kind of had to leave for very, very stupid reasons. And then the rest of us just kind of ended up leaving as well because that job really sucked afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I, that job, that place in time was really interest, instrumental because we, I mean, I have long-lasting friendships that that came from just being at that place at that time. and, and It's where and, the both of us met Mike. It's true. It's true. I mean, Mike was sort of part of that because, um, you know, when whenever I came in to take over the store at that mall, the other store the, of the competitor was managed by Mike, and I had been yeah, his for the listeners. If you guys yeah, don't know, Mike. Yeah, and uh, and I would, you know, I would, I was his customer, and so I went down and sort of had this very <laughs> silly uh Pacino De Niro uh, a la heat sit down in the food court about you know fair rules and how we were gonna deal with this and That's that funny. but you know we didn't want we didn't want to deal with the thing is is that Mike and I just didn't want to deal with any silly unnecessary drama. Yeah. So if we you know if we thought we could just Is that why you shit talked me when you went down there and uh talked to to Mike? So so much. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Rando, did you know I worked for Charlie for like half a second? I didn't shit talk. I believe I knew that. I I believe I knew it, yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we could go definitely down that crazy story, but that's that's an episode later on. An episode, sure. <laughs> I think it's been referenced enough uh, about Charlie and my friendship being uh, postponed and delayed by Arvig on numerous occasions. So maybe we'll yeah, save that. Clearly, later. Arvig had a had a had a very uh, uh, like an epiphany about his strategy and how to approach this. It started very early on with him <laughs> making up stories about me and what I might have said, and it just went on from there. It was a years and years long campaign to keep two of his friends apart. And to this day, we don't understand why. And he always yeah. accused you of being the long con. I know. I, that's my style him. though, right? I mean, yeah. let's be fair. Mr. <laughs> Ten Knives on a Wall's got ulterior motives. Shocking. Mr. A, questionable. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, a, I mean, look, to, Mike is is a brother as well. And, and course, I think that, you know, after we left there, um, we just started pulling, you know, I, I was really uh, persistent at keeping people together and trying to have them over to the house and have some sense of, of, uh, I don't know if it, it, it was the family I had and yeah. we kind of, as we got closer and as I played host and to, and had them in the house and then, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, I approach it the way I would any of my friendships that I care about. And well, slowly, the family you chose, you know, and that that means a lot. It it really d does to me personally, and and uh, brand, you know, at times of of trial and tribulation, the friends who show up uh, unabated and and uninvited and just do what 
their personal code uh, tells them to do are are people that earn my just total trust and loyalty. And, you know, those people are sort of around me right now. And, and Brando is that of all my friends, he's, and I've said this, the best description I can give you, you know, I, I do talk a lot and I do go into very descriptive terms. And I'm very, very bent on trying to be clear and understood. And, and I think uh, that makes it sometimes difficult for somebody to take me out at the knees when they want to, or even when it makes sense. And Brando just has no problem with that. Like he, he's just, he's got a, he's got a secondary nature and instinct to just take me out and, and when I need it, you know, and I think that there's, he's one of those people that can make me uncomfortable and make me feel like I have to be defensive of my point. And sometimes that's what's needed in, in that process. Right. And that's a, that's a lot of where I was thinking with, with the show, you know, I felt like if brevity were a verb, you know, or, or a goal, that's what we're going for. And I mean, that doesn't work for somebody like me without somebody like Brando is the way I kind of looked at it, whatever topic it is, you know, whether that's talking about serious issues that are complicated. I, I just see it as uh, we're, we're kind of hashing out all those little details and, and trying to bring some humor and some, some simplicity to it. And, uh, and I'm not afraid of making it complicated and he's not afraid of telling me, you're overdoing it. You're making it too complicated. And I think that's where it kind of comes out. Or you're just wrong. Or I'm just wrong. <laughs> or I'm just wrong. That can happen too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let's talk, let's, uh, let's pause for a quick break, uh, a little station identification as it were, and then we'll jump back on and we'll get uh, where it picks up from there. Because what, if, uh, if I understand correctly, you guys spend a number of years roommating it up. We did. Cool. So when we come back, we'll hear from that point on and see how those stories went and uh, from Triple C and Brando. Fun. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Red Rum. All things horror from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out. But hurry. The killer's behind you. Might have to pour a drink for this one, dear God. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna get uh too I guess I mean whatever. I guess we just be detailed about it. I mean, um I mean you can be detailed. I mean, if the towel slipped and someone got a glimpse, you know, that's just that happens for roommates sometimes. Well, nope, <laughs> that's why I double knotted my robe. You know, and welcome back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh Brando it's interesting because the first time my wife Brooke met Brando, it's like I said earlier, you know, he he can people I think misread him at first and uh it wasn't until the second or third time that she started hanging out with him that um something clicked and now you know he's he just quickly became one of her favorite people and a, and a lot of that has to do with uh you know my my at the time we were just really dating or very serious relationship and some circumstances that are kind of a bummer but i'm sure i'll go into in bits and pieces over the term of the show kind of put us in a a tough spot that we were trying to dig ourselves out of and and we're you know i'm a proud guy and i i'm i'm a got a good work ethic and i was really doing 
everything I could and very reluctant to ask anybody for anything unless I absolutely needed to. So that was really hard on not letting myself do that. And, you know, Brando was one of those guys after we had been friends and and really just been casual friends plus right we'd hang out we'd play games together we were both competitors and casual uh, friends plus makes it sound really dirty <laughs> not that i like dirty. it i think it sounds good and i think it sets the tone really well yeah this is I, a romance for the ages yeah i think uh i think i think that that's that's i don't know how to explain it you know i mean brando's just a, a i always had really good conversation we got just got close and then um when I was in a really tough spot, he's one of those few dudes that just kind of went out of his way to show he was um, aware of it. Like he he just unsolicited was there to kind of and not like he understood where I was at. Let me say that. I think without going into all the sentimentality of it, the thing I, I think that connected us in an unspoken way was that Brando knew that if he were to show up and try to give me too much that I would reject it and be uncomfortable. Right. And so here's a buddy who kind of knew me enough to show up and go, here's just something to know to let, like, let you know I'm here to help. And I mean, like a, yeah. a, a like a loaf of bread and a, a half gallon of milk and, you know, some little stuff. And it was just sort of a, I know it's a tough time and here, you know, and that was, you know, for somebody like me, that really goes a long way. And for Brooke and I, it's just instantly he was a step above as a human and, and which is, you know. To give everybody this little secret here, that 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 <laughs> tough voice and that outspoken, like, there's a there's a there's a there's a very very considerate and warm person in there. I'm telling the world, Brando, you're exposed. You and, son of um, a bitch. You know, but you know the thing hey, is, it wasn't going to remain a secret, man. You no, that's, that's true. That's true. You know, and then later on, you can keep up the facade. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'll help here and there. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, we late later on. We were just uh, dealing with a lot of lot of medical expenses and stuff, dealing from a car accident for my wife, and we thought we had a three bedroom house, and we thought we could use a roommate, and um, we weren't, uh, you know, we just thought it worked out, and we weren't sure, and a lot that's a really daunting situation, right? It can, and we had had a roommate that wasn't so good. And uh, was an old friend of mine, so the idea of bringing in uh, anybody else or another friend was really like um, almost just off the table. And uh, and Brando considered it and came in, and it was really easy. I mean, we it was really wasn't, simple. It wasn't like a uh, you know odd coupley or very or, odd coupley. You guys, oh god, extremely <laughs> odd coupley. <laughs> yeah, what was one of the biggest hurdles that your friendship faced that was the most so, trivial most trite stupid thing that you had to deal with but was like trying on your friendship so i think uh one of the best ways to describe the real odd the real felix and oscar situation here is maybe it's the fact that i was raised by you know a military father but i i'm kind of a very structure and routine based person just for example, like pretty much every Sunday morning, even even now still, I wake up, go to the grocery store, get what I got to get for the week, come home, take care of lunch prepping for the week so I don't have to deal with that, get my laundry done, stuff like that. Regimented. Um, yes, very. And um, he, he's not. Like late, more late back. 
<laughs> capital <laughs> not yeah, capital N O T. He's not full stop. He's <laughs> yeah. So my I, I I am a very I do my best to be extremely overly punctual because again my weird views on it that I try not to hold too many other people to. We need to timestamp this for the time we were there together. Things are different a little bit now, for sure. Is I think that if somebody invites you somewhere and you show up late, I think that's disrespectful (laughs) of someone else's time. And with Charlie, if you want to say go to a movie at 7 o'clock, you got to tell him it starts at 6.30 so we actually get there on time. Used to. We're talking about when we lived together. That's when we lived together. Yeah. Yes. That was pretty bad. (laughs) Pretty bad. And just evolve. Yeah, little, uh, yeah, just... Things like that. What what did really help though is we uh, we lead very different schedules. Actually, all three of us did. I pretty much worked the entire time from eight to four thirty in the morning. Um, Charlie's then girlfriend worked. Uh, you know, was worked the night shift, and then Charlie just kind of did whatever the hell he wanted to whenever he wanted to. Well, I I jokingly say, okay, okay, let's be, let let me be very clear. Charlie is a self-employed person that sets his own schedule. That's a much more fair and correct way to say it. But the the way that would play out that would really drive her, uh, him and my wife nuts was, you know, like he said, my wife is working these 12 hour overnight shifts because she's a, a nurse and my, you know, he's there and he's working a very normal, like eight in the morning till uh, four in the afternoon, like he said. And, you know, for me, it was really project driven. So there'd be a few weeks at a time I'd be on a project and I'd be out every day and, and busy. But even on those times I would get started early, but be home earlier than he would get home. And because she's a day sleeper at the time, they would often sort of have these moments around between three and five in the afternoon or two and four in the afternoon where they would get up and see me basically chilling out. Right. And, and, uh-huh. and, and very casual. And to them, there's always a, a place to be. And so I, I had a lot of autonomy in, in being able to go, today's not going to work out like that. We're going to push this to tomorrow. We're going to, man, you know, I was sure. much more on that side. And, so it's the fourth C. It's it's not just triple C. It's it's yeah, <laughs> casual. Well, it's very casual, and and uh, and that's you know, and I was not shy about that. You know, I enjoyed about I enjoyed that, and plus I was a very regular uh, smoker, marijuana smoker. So I'm sitting there. Them, could you imagine the image of them after four <laughs> or five stressful days at work, and they come home middle of the day to them at a time when you know you should be doing something and i'm you know xbox controller in hand half smoke joint i'm like hey man it's a beautiful day what's going on and it's it's not it's not even that but there were several times where i would wake up in the morning see him playing madden or something um just you know go to work but i'd come home many hours later and he'd be the exact same spot still playing the same game that's what yeah, it, those were in those that, that, yeah that, that, that's what it at least looked like and that immediately makes me think what the fuck did you actually do today but surely it, bastard. but you're fair but, to be fair but you're I'm right sure, hang on hang on but i'm okay, sure here, that a lot here, of use your use your use your hands you can highlight your <laughs> hand raise your hand <laughs> but i'm sure there were a lot of those days that when i was gone he probably was too yeah 
yeah and yeah, look I to just... be fair to be fair he's he's right in this sense i i was um big you know full disclosure there were times like i said i would be on a project or a job for five or six weeks and then i would stop for a solid two weeks and hey, just that's the life of an artisan man that's how it goes and and i mean and i, and I would rest or you know because a lot of times it was laborious uh for the audience i was in interior remodeling and design and i would work with a few people that worked for me and we did a lot of interesting and fun projects and they were very physical and at the end of that time that i would finish a job um i would take some time to rest and that time to rest was annoying for my wife now my wife and and also for brando because of that right there they would have to go to work when they didn't um when they would see me getting up in the morning and i'm you know lounging and having a cappuccino <laughs> and, and while playing really game. lame and annoying french dance music way too loud making a cappuccino french house music is good music and that sounds like a goddamn perfect morning man i'll be honest <laughs> see? <laughs> see but so that that's the thing is i kept trying to bring my little esoteric things and joys in and brando would just consecutively be like leave me alone what are you doing to me you know and i remember the vet the best the conversation i think that would always get in my head was about laundry you know oh. like, because like he, you know he would very you know lawn dirty laundry goes in a basket mm-hmm. and and for As me this tradition I, I spread my like when i would take my laundry to where the laundry room was i would make piles of what i was washing so darks are there and whites are there and colors are there and that's the way my mother taught me to do laundry and uh and that's so and I would just go through the cycles, right? And he would come in and go, like the first thing he would say walking in the room was this sort of uh, paternal, like, you should put your clothes in a basket like an adult. So I'm not tripping <laughs> over them when I walk in from the garage. And I would say, Brando, I'm an adult. I can decide to put them wherever I want. <laughs> That's how you are doing it, like an adult, right? <laughs> I was like, you know, I mean, I I can decide that this is the perfect way and then execute it. That is my right as an adult, kind of thing. And we would, <laughs> we would just kind of go back and forth about these things. And then, at the end of the day, of course, uh, it was always, uh, you know, I like cooking for people. And Brando and I have a lot of. If if there wasn't a show that he and I had in common, it was one that my wife and I had in common. And and to be fair about why the pairing of us, I mean, not only the friendship and everything else, but, you know, the things that he has in common with my wife is that, you know, they they can see uh, me for what I am and sort of point out when they know when I'm joking, they know when I'm not taking myself seriously. And I think that uh, a lot of people don't sometimes sure. pick up on that. And Brando does and can pull point it out and... And we both get the best laughter laughing at me most of the time. And so that makes it fun, right? Because, I mean, I, I try really hard to be clear or thoughtful. And, and Brando can sometimes say that you're so stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why are you going through all that effort? And it makes it, uh, any topic fun whenever we're, it, whatever it, we're talking It takes about. a little bit of the edge off of it. It makes it more real. It makes it, you know, you got to have someone like that who can call you on your bullshit or, or just basically keep you grounded, you know. I get that. And make him, he was very uncomfortable accepting affection 
and there'd be times where, and I don't care, right? So he'd be sitting on the couch, and I would just come in and get like, I would sit right next to him. <laughs> I mean, like right next to him, and I would just look at him and I'd be like, "Hey, man, it's really good to see you. Do you have a good day today?" I mean, I, I you know, like, I, and he would just look at me and go, you "Get away from me! You're sitting too close." And then I would like really gently put my hand on his knee and go, "Brando, why are you uncomfortable with our friendship?" <laughs> he could just feel him tense up. I mean, it was it was that that odd coupleness played its way out through so much and. And uh, and we don't have to tell each other we know we're no matter what. I know that guy's ride or die, <laughs> and I, so am I. That's so. awesome, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> I I just want to hear like because you guys survived all that. Um, I don't know the timeline exactly at what point because then Charlie married his then girlfriend. Twenty fourteen. 2014 yep. and we i stayed living there i think for another maybe year and a half the catalyst yeah. for getting the catalyst for uh moving out is one i was sick of my 20 mile one-way drive to work every day yeah. and it was about that time that uh brooke decided she was going to be looking for jobs in another city and then she i had think it was everything i think it was a. Uh, not that she was looking for one, but that she found one she liked and applied for it. Now, mm-hmm. Brooke is extremely good at what she does. She has a fantastic resume. And I basically thought, oh, okay, yeah, she's interviewing for the job. She's not very confident. Oh, no, she's she's going to get it. So I went out and started looking for other places, and I uh, ended up signing a lease. So I ended up leaving three months later because, of course, Brooke got that job like I knew she would. So. Might as well get ahead of things instead of getting caught flat-footed. I just, if I can just make a a wild uh, request of the two of you. Yeah. For your cast, as we kind of wrap up this first introductory episode, at some point, is there a chance that you guys can get Brooke on as well? Oh, I will try. I will definitely try. She might do it because Brando's there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would love to hear that. I really... Oh my God! I won't hear that. She's, they're both going to come after me, bro. They're going to give me death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about the soapbox he gets on, we could talk about the shower incident one day. Well, oh, oh, wait, I, I see your shower incident with the uh, bulletproof coffee down the drain incident. Let's oh my God. go there. <laughs> we had we had so many times where we were both. Like I don't you know, remember that, so I'm gonna have to take your word on it. <laughs> I had to, I had to snake my kitchen sink drain because Brando was on a hard keto diet. Oh, that's diet right, that's right, that's right, that's and right. And you were you were pouring your hot buttered coffee down the drain, and it solidified into a block where the water wouldn't drain anymore. And I remember just like looking like a psychopath, being like. Did you know what did you do? I was just like so frustrated. And I was kind of like he could have totally punched me in the face for a wear and tear part in the dishwasher rack breaking. And then I had to tell you I was wrong. Remember, that was so tough. I should have got got the record. I should have got it recorded. (laughs) I I was convinced it was him. I stood my ground, and then later when I realized that wasn't him, and it was totally a wear and tear part, I had to like go, Brando. I was wrong. I was a total dick. <laughs> yes, baby. Say it again. Say it a little, a little slower. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, but that's exactly the point, right? That's he. I, we got this respect for one another because we both realize that we can, you know, we'll say when we're wrong. We both stand our ground. We both have differing opinions. We're both really close friends. Yeah, um, you know, uh, good, good stuff. I, I think those are some of the best friendships, man. They really, they really are. And you guys have definitely stood the test of time. What you said, thirty, forty years now. Yeah, 75 years. 75 years. And uh, if there's one story from each of you that would kind of encapsulate, I mean, and if you can, and that's a lot to ask. Um, mostly I'm kind of fishing for any really great uh, dishing, like dish, dish some great dirt. What's a story that you think really encapsulates or captures your friendship? Brando, you go first. I want to go second on that one. I, I, I got to really think about that one. I, 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 I know mine. You want me to go first? I don't know if I really have a story, you know, off the cuff here. But what I will say is, I think I learned what the true, what the definition of a true writer guy friend is because of the movie Gross Point Blank. I love that movie. Do you remember the scene where you know Benny the Jet attacks him in the high school hall and he kills him with the pen? And then who who was it? Um, Jeremy Piven comes up yep. the stairs. John Cusack's freaking out, got a lot of blood on him, and Jeremy Piven doesn't ask questions, he just helps him hide the body. <laughs> that is friendship right there. Totally. It's like, who is this guy? And he's like, he's a bad dude. He's like, all right. And they roll him up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Charlie is, Char- Charlie is, I think, my one true ride or die friend in this world. This is a lot, man. Thank you. Yeah. I feel the same way. He's a, he's... He's always been that. And he's he's got the he was a groomsman for a reason, you know? I mean, he's one of those guys I would I, I'm always going to want with me. As is evidenced by what's going on now. Well, what's him. your story, Charlie? Or or was that like a, a subtle reference? That was a story sub That was a story substitute. Yeah, yeah. Brando Brando went the genius play here because now if I say something that's mocking it, it totally is terrible. Right? No, like no, he it might, like it, it might trigger a memory that I could, you know. <laughs> no, we'll just react. We'll just move your story to, in front of his so his ends up real poignant and beautiful. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, my my uh, my favorite Brandoism, and there's a lot of them. Okay. There's a lot of things I could tell you about the guy, but the one that made it all the way to the wedding and and is in my home started off as a as a joke you know and and with all the history we had it being competitive at different games too right we're not just talking uh it could be anything it could be cards it could be board uh, just games. virtual fighter it could be virtual fighter or mainly virtual fighter in my case or or the original ghost recon i might say it's from... funny you bring that up because i actually held one of those 762 rifles today your favorite one from that game. My favorite one from that game. Yeah, Brando is uh, incredible at at shooters. And again, here's a domain in that game where this is early 2000s original Xbox and first person shooter. And really, you know, he's got a uh, amazing Twitch, and he's just numbers, getting numbers, working people. And I was that one guy who could give him fits. And and fits in the way that we're sort of the, the opposite. <laughs> oh, don't even <laughs> Hunter, Hunter. Thank you. Uh, you know, I was, uh, and so it was just kind of carried on through a lot of things, and and Virtual Fighter being a great one. And so Brando starts this 
starts saying he just wants to bash me in the face with a two by four. And he starts every time we play, every time there's a group of people, he starts recruiting people. Don't you want to hit him <laughs> in the head with a two by four? That's what. And then he starts a name for this this cultish gang that's like the the brotherhood of the two by four. And you know, as we become closer and closer friends, the brotherhood of the two by four starts getting new recruits. We got about seven people now. Yeah, I said, well, it's grown. It's grown. It's just we haven't had them sign the two by four yet. That is true. And, you know, at the wedding, his his then girlfriend and still very close friend of ours goes in New Orleans, goes to the like finds the hardware store in the French Quarter, which is sort of, you know, like find the unicorn. Right. And buys a two by four, has him cut it. And has everybody who's ever wanted to <laughs> smash me in the face because of a game or because of an argument or because of a debate or for any reason, really. Just in general, yeah. Just in general. That has them sign this two by four. And and I love that. Like, I love that more than uh, uh, probably anything else I got on the day. I love that. That says a lot about... Um, somebody who really gets my my whole vibe, right? I love that he would do that. I love that that was the whole thing. I love that I have that huge reminder and a group of people that love me and also just know that I'm exhausting and want to hit me in the face with a two by four. And I and I need them, you know. And I, I need that, yeah. So that that to me is the the story that stands out. There are a lot of them. But that's that's the one. I, I, I know there I know the Dark Souls one's gonna come up. I know the Saints winning the championship's gonna come up. <laughs> I know that NHL two thousand five is gonna come up. I know there's gonna be a bunch of stories. Oh yes, the game we had to stop bad. playing for the sake of our friendship. <laughs> According to you at least. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, yeah. That was ridiculous. I think those are some great seeds for the listeners to look forward to. Not only just those stories. But some of the stuff previous that you mentioned, it's something that they're going to have to tune in to catch up on because I know I will. Yeah, I hope so. I think the for me, the show is our friendship is um, we regularly talk about current events or things that we're into. Uh, we tell each other things that individually that we're into that maybe the other one isn't as much into. We're always having those conversations and. And just because of those dispositions and differences, I think. Well, I think that the, what it, the, that dynamic you guys have and those experiences are going to build a great framework for all the topics you guys are going to cover. Like that, that kind of like a background, that kind of thing to bounce off one another and, and recollect. Like, I think it's just going to be great. I'm just really excited to hear what you guys drop. Well, and I, I hope it's going to be fun. I, I think, I think, I didn't, I mean, I, I was saying to Brando earlier that, you know, my life is about relationships and I really want to try to plug that in and, and capture these things. And a lot of the guests that uh, we're going to have coming on are, are you know, um, they're similar to this, right? They're, they're, they're about the relationship. The show is about my relationship with my friends and kind of how the world, how we filter the world through that, really, you know? Yeah. We, and and how we make sense of it and laugh about it and just 
get through. And especially in such a tough time, I think it kind of made me feel like I'm really glad to have the friends that I do to to talk about these things and, and to kind of make it palatable and survivable. I feel like we need each other. And I think that I hope that's what comes across in the show, whatever we're talking about or whoever we're talking to uh, and whatever the topic is, I hope what comes across is um, you need those other people to help you find, to help you mesh out the, the brevity in the situation <laughs> and simplify it and get to a place where you can both work with it. Whether there's going to be times where, we we disagree and and i I hope for the i'm good looking forward to those because i i trust i know i'm going to be putting my oh there's going to be several times we disagree the six months i've spent basically in isolation working from home i've gone down some weird rabbit holes because i'm slowly losing my mind yeah (laughs) how's that different from the few years it's just accelerated that's it well pretty much and in fact, what one guest I'm looking forward to is a mutual friend who is an who is an author because I, I actually want to pitch an idea to her. It's going to make her a lot of money. <laughs> we hope, right? Because yeah, it involves I mean, you. Well, wow, cool. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, I really appreciate it. This has been a really great introductory episode, and uh, I'm Thanks, looking Mitch. forward to what else happens. Uh, we got the next episode, listeners out there our ruminator friends coming up on the ruminations radio network brevity box check it out part two of this interview these guys are going to lay it out for you let you know what's coming up kind of give you a taste of what's to come and we'll hope you'll join us we'll catch you guys next time brando triple c hey hey thanks guys hope you join us looking forward to it looking forward to having you guys join us You've been listening to Ruminations from the Red Room, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. If you like this cast or want to find some other great podcasts, join me on Brevity Box, a discussion about life, the universe, and everything in 2020. You can check it out in all the other podcasts at ruminationsradionetwork.com.